Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Pawn of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is 1980s movie quotes. We'll have some fun with that. Ooh, I like that. You like that? Okay. Our, yeah. spe- our special, actually, I think these this week, uh, uh, yeah, some of these are, are pretty easy. Okay. All right. Our uh, special guest this week is Brent Jarsik, who is an insurance agent. And I got to say that uh, he just did some insurance for me and cut the premium quite uh, down on a building I have. Uh, uh, Brent, welcome to the Best of Investing. Thanks, Edward. Okay. Um, good. So I just wanted to talk a little, little bit about the uh, insurance marketplace today um, okay. and a little bit about what I do. Um, yeah. So um, anyways, the state of the, uh, the insurance marketplace, um, kind of two areas, uh, personal lines and commercial lines. Okay. Um, so we're, looking, we're talking just about property and liability insurance today, um, no health insurance or anything like that. But um, personal lines, is, as you can imagine, in California is, is getting tough. Um, from the standpoint over the last five years or so, um, there's been a number of fires, uh, Paradise, Santa Rosa, Malibu, and uh, Montecito down near Santa Barbara. Yeah. So, and, and in addition to that, um, about 5% of the state of California burned last year. State of California is about 100 million acres and uh, just under 5 million acres burned. So wow. the insurance companies over the last, yeah, yeah, five years are, uh, are really feeling the pinch and, um, you know, from a personal line standpoint, they haven't, I mean, they have raised rates. Yes. Some, um, but what they've done on the personal line side, because it takes so long to raise rates when insurance companies want to raise their rates, they can't just raise their rates. They have to go to the department of insurance and actually get approval. So they have to open up their books and say, Hey, we've either been making a profit or making a loss and we want to take this much of a rate increase. And this is why. Um, and that process takes about 12 to 18 months. So instead of, um, you know, going through that process on the personal line side, what they've done is they've just kind of cut back on the territories that they're willing to write in. So, um, which obviously wow. a lot of people sure. have been seeing that with, with non-renewals and stuff like that. And they, the, ins- the personal lines insurance companies have been able to get some rate, but again, most of it has been just trimming back what, you know, how much capacity that they have. Yeah, well, let me ask uh, you, Brent, on, uh, let me ask you on that. It's almost like closing the barn door after the horse has left. I mean, not that, you know, I, 
if you have a fire in one area, you're not going to necessarily have it. Again. I mean, you won't have it on the same house, but yeah, you know, you think that they kind of would, you know, like I'm thinking about the coffee park area. I yeah. mean, you know, that burnt pretty darn well so that, you know, I don't know how much is even left to burn. I mean, it right. takes a couple of years for the vegetation to grow and, and, and the PG&E yep. lines got fixed theoretically, right? Yep. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there are some parts of Santa Rosa, like Annandale, who, that have been hit multiple times over the last three or four years. So, okay. and it just, I think the insurance companies didn't realize what they had on their books. You know, they, I don't know if they'd been a little bit lazy or what, but they just, you know, they hadn't seen events like this since what, the late 80s with the Oakland Hills fires. Oh, so, right. 1991. You know, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And they, and they just, they hadn't seen any events of this scale or this size in a long time. And I think, you know, kind of the buzz of global warming and stuff like that had been out there, but, you know, they had no actuarial data to kind of back up that, you know, these things were going to get bad. And then once Santa Rosa happened, it was kind of like, oh, geez. And then, you know, like, then, you know, pg and starts shutting off the power. And then I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this is real. And it's not going away anytime soon. And, you know, just with them being in the red and stuff like that, they just decided like, hey, we need to really change course here and, and do some stuff differently. Um, and then, you know, the next three or four years have just kind of confirmed what, you know, kind of Santa Rosa had already put in their minds. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's, with those two fires. So that's really interesting because I mean, it seems like um, lately, not only with fires, but um, with climate change or sea level rise, um, you know, how, these are, these are situations that, I mean, I hate to use unprecedented again, but you hear it so much, but um, that insurance companies never really had to deal with on such short cycles. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from, from the fire, like you were saying, Edward, you know, Coffee Park is burned down with the likelihood that it's going to burn again is really low and same with Fountain Grove or other areas, you know, but what you're saying, Brent, 5% of the state burned, how much of percentage of the state is forested like that 5% oh, that has, you know, the, the, yeah. the probability or likelihood that it'll burn. That's, that's the scary part to me. And then, and uh, vegetative forest uh, management is uh, one thing. Hey, Brent, you know what? Stay, stay with us. We'll let you answer that question when we come back from break. All right. Our uh, first trivia question is uh, talking 1980s movie quotes. Uh, and Brent, if you know the answer to this, don't say it until we get back from break. All right. This quote comes from this, this movie here. Uh, Looks like I picked the wrong week to, to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> remember that? Okay. Yes. What, what movie was this? And a little bit of bonus points if you uh, can guess the uh, character who said it. All right. The uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. All right. Again, that question is, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to make a mention here for the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga. Live life at the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga. Every afternoon they enjoy vino and vinyl wine tasting. And on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, join them for dinner and a movie on site as they've remodeled uh, the location to accommodate outdoor movie theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga. Making memories for 100 years, that's the themountviewhotel.com. Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. 
The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fon and our special guest, Brent Jarsik. Uh, First trivia question is, uh, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. What movie does that come from? Airplane. Airplane. You remember who said it? Um, it was the older gentleman. I can't remember his name now, but yeah, you know it's funny. I kept thinking it was Leslie Nielsen, but then I remembered. No, no, no. It's uh, uh, the, the guy who did uh, Sea Hunt, uh, and his yes. son was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd oh, that's right. Okay, yep. I just remember that. Okay, uh, so our special guest is Brent Jarsik, who is an insurance agent. And Nam, you wanted to? Why don't you re-ask ask that question again? Yeah. So, Brent, in the last segment, you were talking about um, the fires in California and how five percent of the state burned last year um i mean there's you know and that brings up uh something we talked about at the end of the last segment which is you know how much of california is is forested in in the same way that um like paradise how many communities are like in like paradise in california that have you know accumulated all of this tinder um because of poor forest management drought conditions you know uh heavy rains uh followed by drought conditions so there's a lot of growth um, that, you know, hasn't been cleared out. Um, so the possibility or probability of more fires like the ones we've had is really high. So how do insurance companies deal with that? How do they? Especially with the lack of rain. Yeah. 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 And kind of what the insurance companies are looking at is, um, you know, more people are starting to move out into these forested areas, you know, mm-hmm. in, in between that, that um, split between urban you know, suburban, and then really getting out into the forested areas, um, whether it be kind of wineries and stuff too, you know, that are kind of out in, in hard mm. to reach places, you know, the insurance yeah. companies rank um, the insurance scale one to 10, um, you know, 10 being the highest one being the best. So one would be like downtown San Francisco or LA um, mm-hmm. where there's a, you know, a fire hydrant within a thousand feet, there's a fire station within five miles, um, you know, and, and so normal protection classes are like two and three, and then at the other end of the scale, you have 10 where, you know, it's maybe a, an ag type property or a home or a ranch where that it's not within, you know, five miles of the fire department or a thousand feet of a, um, of a fire hydrant. And in those situations, they're looking for like swimming pools or ponds, you know, yeah. that they could tap into. But we're finding that more people are moving into these forested areas that are kind of further off the beaten path. And yeah. so, you know, anyway, people are moving into these areas and they're more high prone uh, fire areas that are harder to protect um, in the event of a fire. So, you know, insurance companies are seeing that and it's kind of been a trend over the last, you know, 10, 15 plus years that people want to be more in nature. They want to live in these areas. They want to have more space, um, but it makes it harder now to insure those properties, you know, in the, in the past, you know, kind of before Santa Rosa, um, you know, the insurance companies didn't really think too much about insuring those right now. Like it's, they've kind of, they have a red flag to those types of properties. So um, people are finding it hard to place insurance in those areas. You know, I was just thinking, I was just reading an article that, uh, you know, PG&E is asking for uh, a rate increase from the PUC because of all of the liability from that they had from the fires. And then part of the article though, was explaining how some of the high executives though, were getting these huge bonuses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. I hope the insurance industry isn't doing the same, you know, 
Because it's like, I mean, if they're profitable, that's one thing. But if they're asking yeah. for a raise based on issues that they've caused. Now, the insurance industry didn't do that. You know, PG&E maybe caused fires. The insurance industry did not. But right. it still would be a little odd for them to be asking for huge raises. I don't know. Is that happening? Are there big executives in the insurance companies still getting big bonuses? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, that's I good. Mean, yeah, yeah. It, so, so um, with you know, if I'm um, looking to buy a ranch in a pro in an area that's heavily forested, you know, it, it's, it sounds like it's still possible to get insurance. It's just harder to get insurance. So, should Correct. I reach out to you? Um, yeah. To you yeah, know, to, definitely, and even yeah, we we've had a few examples recently where we had you know ranch type properties where you know maybe somebody has a hobby farm or something like that where some vines or some grapes you know on mm -hmm. ten or twenty or thirty yeah. acres. And even we've seen the price go up substantially. I know we had a seller of one property who would have been non-renewed in the situation anyway. I think they were paying like somewhere in the seven to nine thousand dollar range, and the other end, the buyer ended up paying like you know over thirty thousand for the same insurance, wow. maybe even lesser insurance. Um, but that just shows kind of where the marketplace is shifting. And the you know the seller was coming out of a kind of standard product. And the buyer ended up having to go into like a non-standard product, like a Lloyd's of London type yeah. situation where, you know, we don't typically want to go to Lloyd's of London first. Sure. But after we've exhausted our standard lines companies, the travelers, the Hartfords, Liberty Mutuals of the world, if they're not able to do it or don't want to do it, um, then we would go to Lloyd's of London second or those type of surplus lines companies. And then after that, if they can't do it, then Fairplan would be a third option. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, so let's say... I could get a policy. It was really expensive. Could I do some mitigation work to get that policy down? Good question. Um, if you're with like a Lloyd's of London, yes, there's some possibility of that. With Fairplan, mm -hmm. the rates are kind of where are what they are. Um, yeah. But even yeah, I mean even with Lloyd's type products, you know, they're still yeah. I mean, it's hard. They'll come out and they may do some inspections and they may say, hey, trim back that tree. You know that it's within you know, five feet of the house or, you know, Hey, there's some yeah. vegetation growing over in that area of the property, yeah. like cut that back and they'll, they'll make recommendations or part of the underwriting process. Um, they'll Makes ask sense. for photos and stuff like that. Um, you know, or some more communities are becoming like firewise communities and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are yeah. definitely positive things to do. Yeah. Um, and any preventative steps that you can take will obviously help in that process. Yeah, they're, they're actually where I live uh, in the Hills. Uh, they actually have sent us an email that said, you were basically, you're going to get fined by the fire department if you don't <laughs> do this. And I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's overreaching because yeah. everybody should be protected, you know, because if a fire happens and, you know, it's just going to, it's going to hurt everybody. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so it's just being a good community neighbor. Um, yeah, exactly. Hey, Brent, before I forget, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about insurance? Yeah, the best way is to reach me is by uh, phone. Um, and our office number here is 415-898-7114. Okay. All right. Um, and then let's see here. Uh, we're going to, we're going to cut to another break. When we come back, um, we have a little bit more uh, talk about insurance, and then we'll move on to NOM. Um, yeah, I think in the next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Florida condo market. Uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's a good one. Insurance on that too. Yeah, very good. All right, here's our uh, second trivia question. Uh, talking 1980s movie themes. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. That's kind of a tough. That might, might be tough. 
Do you know that one, Mom? No. Say no. it again. Can you put that? Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of. It's you. You won't get it from that. Uh, that that one's kind of tough. But anyway, uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer, going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mom Fawn of Pacific Private Money and Brent Jarsic, our special guest. Second trivia question, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. That one's kind of tough. Uh, Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, okay. He says that to, to Cameron, I think he says it too. Yes. Um, let's see. Well, I also want to make a quick mention here for uh, Mike Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Pizza the way it ought to be. Check them out. Awesome pizza. Okay. Uh, Nam, you want to ask uh, about the Florida condos? Yeah. So this is along the insurance line, but also um, real estate uh, sales in general. So the article uh, this week, I think it came from uh, Hitman News, but should we sell? The question, after collapse, hot Florida market faces uncertainty. Uh, and that's specifically in the condo market uh, because of what happened at the Champlain Towers um, south in Surfside, Florida. Um, if obviously I think everyone should know about that, you know, where the condo collapsed, uh, essentially, um, killing probably at this point, it's going to be well over a hundred people. But there's still quite a few missing. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I, I, I obviously read about it and heard yeah. about it and all that, but what was it a defect in the construction? Um, you know, I think it was a combination of things, but essentially I think there was a lot of deterioration oh. and, um, maintenance that needed to be done, um, that, um, according to, I think, some uh, engineers, they had recommended work to be done. And um, I think work was supposed to start uh, on some of the, the oh, you know, some of the issues that were brought up. But essentially, you know, it's a 40-year-old condo or 40-plus-year-old condo that had some damage due to just being, you know, in, in Southeast yeah. in, in a, you know, in a seaside community specifically. Uh, where there was just um, some damage or just you know older structures, concrete work that uh, essentially gave way, and so what it's causing is you know definitely uncertainty from people who want to buy uh, into that market now. Yeah, uh, because they're saying you know how many older condos like this um, are could be subject to this kind of sudden collapse. Yeah, good point. Um, so. Would I want to buy a condo in South Florida right now that's 40 plus years old or 30 plus years old and take the chance? I'm sure everyone's extra careful now, but you have to imagine that that in this article, they talk about how um, that that whole section of inventory has just dried up in terms of interest, you know, so uh, where people now are asking, hey, has this property been recertified Um, where that was never or hardly ever a question if you were a buyer? Uh, buying into a condo that wasn't part of your vernacular but now that um you know that now that this collapse happened 
you know, that's totally drying up the condo market for these older condos. Um, then going forward, I mean, if you're an insurance company or if you're a borrower or buyer and you buy into this, are you going to be able to get insurance? Um, you know, how quickly, so my question, Brent, is how quickly do insurance companies look at situations like this and say, hey, you know, we're not going to sell policies on, on these condos that are 40 plus years old. Um, yeah. Or does it take time for them to figure that out? Or, or is that something that, you know, the insurance industry is going to quickly, you know, make a decision and say, you know what, let's not issue any policies yet until we learn more about the, about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have seen a couple articles so far and, you know, there hasn't been any adjustment yet quite mm -hmm. yet in the marketplace. You know, they're kind of looking at this as a one-off. Um, but I think as time goes on, you know, probably in the insurance companies do inspect as part of their, their process, yeah. you know, maybe there'll be more thorough or they'll do other types of things as part of their inspections, you know, um, you know, uh, maybe a more detailed type engineer with a, you know, an engineering, somebody with a real engineering background, you know, before they were kind of looking at, all right, is there, you know, cracks in the sidewalk and stuff like that, or, you know, just making sure that the, um, the elevation or the elevator certificates in place, you know, those types of things, they were looking at the roof, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how concerned they were. I don't think they were very concerned about, you know, the overall structure of the building. You know, most people think a 40 year old building, you know, built of concrete and steel, you know, is supposed to last a pretty darn long time. You know, you yeah, see yeah. buildings from the twenties and thirties and even before that, that have, have been around a lot longer and don't typically have those types of problems. So, um, you know, I think it, it is something that the insurance companies will focus on going forward, but right now they haven't like completely put the brakes on it. You know, I think they just want to see how things play out. Sure. But if something else were to happen, you know, another building were to have similar type situations, you know, just with the fires in California too. Um, I think you would start to see a, quite a few changes if another, if something else like this does happen again. Yeah. And that makes sense because, you know, this, this hasn't happened to this extent uh, degree or, you know, that I can remember in, in recent times. So, you know, the probability of it happening again, I have to imagine are pretty slim, but obviously this is tragic and it's going to make people, um, you know, look at, at buildings of similar construct and time, um, yeah. you know, take another look at it, but I haven't, I have to imagine, you know, it's probably don't want to take a knee jerk reaction, but you know, ultimately right now, buyers who are looking for these condos are in this article are they're, they're underbidding. So yep. they're saying, you know what, if I'm going to buy, I'm not going to buy at full price because I know there's going to be less demand for these or this article also cites that people are just moving, deciding not to, not to buy on the coast altogether. And, and some are moving yeah. just looking inland yeah. um, where there might be less risk to, to coastal, you know, weather or, or conditions. So um, that's interesting. I printed this out without really thinking about the insurance side of it, uh, this article, just from the real estate, you know, sales standpoint, but um, those two go hand in hand. Um, yeah, and I think one thing, too, that kind of came out of that I, in the article that I was reading from an insurance standpoint is, you know, just how much insurance was in place, you know, from a liability perspective and also from a property perspective, mm -hmm. you know, how much would it take to, to rebuild that building, you know, in the event of a total loss? Yeah. Um, and how much liability coverage do you want to carry, you know, and how much directors and officers coverage do you want to carry, you know, for those few that sit on the board of directors and are making decisions on behalf of the masses, um, you know, like what, how much coverage do they need to protect themselves because they're volunteers, you know, for the most part. So oh, um, interesting. Anyway, just making you have enough coverage yeah. in all three areas, uh, property, 
liability from the whole HOA's exposure, and then also directors and officers for those, you know, the people who sit on the board and are making decisions on behalf of everybody. Hey, guys, we have to cut to uh, another break here. Uh, uh, Brent, why don't you give out your information one more time? Yep. Thanks, Edward. Uh, the best way to reach me is at phone number 415-898-7114. Very good. Thank you. Okay, here's our uh, third trivia question. 1980s movies. It seems to me the only thing you've learned is that Caesar is a salad dressing, dude. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that dating certificate. I think the last word gave you the end. All right, stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Phan and our special guest, Brent Jarsik. Third trivia question. It seems to me the only thing you've learned is that Caesar is a salad dressing, dude. But Brent, do you want to take a crack at that? What movie is that coming I, from? I'm not sure. Yeah, you got me on in that one. Okay. okay. I think it's before your time. It's, yeah. uh, is it Fast Times? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I know why you thought that. No, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, man. Come on, another one. Before my time. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you so, want to ask one more question? Yeah. So, Brent, on the last segment, uh, you brought up something that was interesting that I, that I never really think about with insurance. And we were talking about the condos and whether or not they're, they have enough uh, insurance to cover, you know, replacement costs. But then you were mentioning, you know, also you have to look at whether or not the directors who are volunteers in many cases have insurance. So, you know, is that something that, that you provide, your company provides as insurance for actual uh, directors or, or, you know, leadership, some of the executives who oversee some of these, um, you know, these communities? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something we provide. We're a, a brokerage, so we're not tied to one insurance company and the products that they sell or they have, but we're a broker. So we rep- represent everyone from like Travelers, Hartford, Liberty Mutual, and Nationwide, and we sell all the products they have. Plus, you know, uh, anyways, most of those are, are focused on property and liability, but we also have companies that specialize in directors and officers, professional liability, cyber, employment practices. So all those, um, those professional uh, practice policies too. Wow. Yeah. Well, you don't think that's needed, but that's uh, definitely something that uh, I would, you know, anyone in that position should, should be considering, especially now. Yep. Okay, well, Brent, thanks again for joining us on The Best of Investing. We'll have to have you on again. All right? Yeah, thanks for having thanks, me, guys. All right. So now we're going to move on. Uh, Nam, uh, let's just get right into email time here. Uh, email comes in and says, if I invest in your funds and need my money back, how long does it take to redeem? Good question. Yeah, great question. So essentially the, the emailer is, is inquiring about redemptions uh, from, of their investment from one of our funds. So we have four funds here at Pacific Private Money. Um, first one being our legacy fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund, okay. followed by the Pacific Freedom Fund, Pacific Southwest Note Fund, and, uh, and the North Star Capital Fund. So um, when you invest in our funds, there's typically a few things. One is uh, a hold period, where, uh, which is supposed to be a minimum time frame for staying in our fund. Uh-huh. And once you're beyond that hold period, then there's uh, a redemption where you can make a redemption request 
Um, and that redemption, depending on which fund you're in, okay. uh, that redemption time frame can can vary between, let's say, could be as less than two weeks to maybe six weeks or so on average. Um, so depending on which fund you're in, um, that will determine the redemption period. So specifically for the Pacific Freedom Fund and the Pacific Southwest Note Fund, there. Um, the redemption period, I'd say, for the Freedom Fund is about two weeks. Uh, for the Southwest Note Fund, what would you say, Edward? Is uh, about two weeks, also. Two yeah. weeks. Okay. Yeah. So for those two, it's about two weeks. And and the reason why we can process the redemptions fairly quickly is that they're fi- fairly highly liquid funds, meaning that there's usually some capital in the fund account that we can use to process redemptions, just because typically there's a lot of transactions occurring uh, where we have um, the liquidity transactions, meaning we're selling loans or, or loans are getting paid off for the other two funds, the Pacific private money fund and the North South capital fund. You know, that can be anywhere from two weeks to six weeks. Uh, it just depends on the available availability of capital. And the reason why there's uh, a greater, you know, potential longer period of time for redemptions is both those funds typically trying to hold those loans to maturity, meaning that it's, it's, in those funds, you know, you don't want to have the funds necessarily liquid because it's, then it's not earning capital. True. But um, typically, now that the funds are at the size that they are, there's always transactions occurring where a loan pays off or potentially we've sold the loan. So there's capital back in the, uh, in the fund. And when, that's, when that capital's there and there's a redemption request, then, you know, that shortens how quickly um, – we can redeem somebody their their investment capital. The other part of it too is how much you are looking to redeem. Yeah, so, really, a hundred thousand is different than a million. Yeah, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. you know, whenever we get a hundred thousand dollar request, fifty thousand dollar request, we can process that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, today, I mean, just we have between our four funds, we have you know well over a hundred million in capital yeah. uh, in our four funds. So um, we just have more available capital to number one, to make loans, but also to make redemptions. So good. We, uh, uh, give us a deal of the week. I'm sure you've got one. Um, <laughs> nice. Nice I'm try, like, try uh, to trap you. Ask me <laughs> a deal of the week. And actually, I'm going to cite an article, which will kind of lead to several <laughs> deals of maybe the quarter or year, some of the common deals we have. But let me cite the article, and then it'll lead to the, right. the deal of the week. So here's the article title, Why Baby Boomers Have Such a Huge Influence on Real Estate Trends. So isn't that your generation? Which one? Baby Boomers? Baby Boomers, yeah, I'm toward the tail end. Tail end. Tail end, yeah. You're close to Gen X, huh? Yeah, close, yeah. (laughs) Um, So the article cites, you know, their influence on both the rental market and the sales market. Um, And again, this is uh, talking about baby boomers says, while one subset of baby boomers is flocking to the rental market, another is hesitant to sell. Okay. So what they're referring to are essentially right now who baby boomers who are in a home and either are selling and then moving down into and renting. They're pulling cash out of their, pulling the equity out and they're just becoming renters mm-hmm. in the later stages of their life. And how that influence is pricing out some of the younger generations from some of these rental opportunities. Oh yeah. Because uh, the boomer generation has 59 trillion in generational wealth. Wow. Right now. 
59 trillion. That's that's huge. Come on, Edward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm point zero 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 one percent of that. <laughs> well, I just, okay, so I just pulled out a calculator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so 59 trillion in generational wealth. That's that's incredible wealth with the boomer generation. Um, millennials, on the other hand, only have five trillion. Obviously, they're younger, so they have some time to to accumulate. But um, that's that's a huge disparity. Yeah. And so with the boomers having this sort of disposable income, they're, you know, they're, and they want to rent for those who want to rent, um, they're outpricing uh, some of the, uh, some of the millennials. And so they're driving up rental rates in some of the attractive areas. Ah. Um, that's, that's, so that's one area where there's a huge influence on real estate uh, and that's the rental market. The other part of it, and this is where kind of Pacific private money comes in, is there's a huge group that are hesitant to list their homes. Because and the reason why place, yeah. something we talk about is that they know in this market, they can sell their home quickly. They don't know where they're going to move to because of the same, you know, dynamic um, on as a seller, they're, they're king of their castle. You know, they can, they can list their home today and we'll probably get 10 offers tomorrow. But um, if they are looking to go buy, they know they're going to be competing against 10 offers. Mm-hmm. And so they're hesitant there, you know, Hey, I can move, but uh, you know, I can sell, but I don't know where I'm going to move to Tough. Um, if they're tra- planning to buy their next place. Um, so that's, that's a dynamic that has a tremendous influence right now on real estate activity. And um, so, so for that reason, uh, we're seeing more activity in Pacific private money. Very good. All right. Uh, stay with us. Uh, no, no trivia question, but uh, the best investing will be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Plan of Pacific Private Money. Hey, I also want to make a quick mention here. You know, the uh, Transcendence Theater, they're having their performances outside at the Jack London uh, State Park. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a very, very nice venue. Check them out. Transcendent Theater. I think it's called uh, bestnightever.org. They do a great job. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, check them out. Um, so, Nam, you wanted to uh, finish up about uh, the boomers. Yeah, I just wanted to finish up on that article. Um, and, and what I was talking about in that last uh, segment was that, you know, uh, boomers have a tremendous influence over real estate trends and yeah. specifically, you know, those who are holding off on listing their home because they don't know where they're going to go next. Um and that kind of leads into not a specific deal of the week, but a lot of the deals that we're seeing these days, which are bridge loans, where a um, older couple are downsizing and they are wanting to buy their next home before selling their current home uh, for that exact reason where, you know what, if I buy, if I, I know I can sell my house quickly. Let me go find the house I want to move into first because that's more important. Yeah. So um, they're using us and our bridge loan products so they can make an offer on a home that uh, doesn't require a sale contingency. And a sale contingency is essentially, you know, a contingency that means, hey, I'll buy this house, but as long as I sell my current home first. Yeah, and that's, does that, that fly? Yeah, that doesn't fly in today's uh, real estate market. It's too hot. So if you're out there and you want to downsize or you just want to buy your next home, then you have to be able to make a non-sale contingent offer to really have a chance to win in a multiple offer situation. So our bridge loan is, is one way to do that or help solve that. 
And essentially that's a loan on the property you're buying um, and doesn't require you to sell your current home first and uh, allows you to make a non-sale contingent offer. Once you get into your new home, then you can list your, your current home. And uh, obviously, you know, in this market that could sell pretty quickly, yeah. use the proceeds to, to pay us off and refinance into a long-term loan. And, and if more boomers knew about that, well, really anyone who has to sell their home or wants to buy their home, for, uh, the next home first, um, they knew about this bridge line that can help really create uh, that opportunity and also just create more inventory, which is short right now. Absolutely. And uh, to get into your, to go back into your funds, uh, questions about that. Uh, if I read, uh, there's no fee to get in, no fee to get out. So there's no load. Yeah, okay. exactly. And to learn more about our funds, give us a call at our office here, 415-883-2150. Or you can go online, actually go online, www.pacificprivatemoney.com okay. and uh, learn about the different uh, funds that we have. And uh, from there. Yeah, you've been doing some uh, uh, webinars uh, fairly recently. And um, I, I think it, you had a pretty good attendance last time. You have yeah. another one planned? Um, not for a little while. I think the next one we'll do is um, is in September. Take a okay. break for July and August, but we'll get back to the uh, webinars in September. And excited to get be doing those again. I'd like to do them in person. So maybe I know. Back. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to get get us get us all together in person again. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, Brent uh, Jarsik and I go to uh, a monthly brokers meeting that meets at McGinnis. Oh, is it back on? I, I, they finally, yeah, this last Wednesday was the first time. You got to love that bacon. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, but look out, bacon. Look out, bacon. Here we come. Up. Yeah, but uh, for a year, I mean, ever since uh, March, uh, I think March 1st or something was the last one of 2020. So it had been a year and a couple of months of just, wow. just Zoom. Yeah, that's pretty tough, you know? All right. Uh, again, give, give out your information one more time, and then we'll uh, give our thoughts for the day. Yeah. So uh, phone number, 415-883-2150, and, or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And if you want to learn about investing with us, there's an invest tab at the top. If you want to learn about borrowing from us for the bridge loans, there's a borrow page as well. We talk about the bridge loans. Very good. And, and other private money loans that we do. Very good. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. Why do green beans meditate? To find inner peace. Ah, I like that one. It's one of those dad jokes. Okay. And uh, why can't you trust large trees? Why? Because they're the shadiest ones. (laughs) All right. We got a laugh out of you there. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. 
the answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.